So we're really happy to announce that we have an awesome guest on the show today. We yeah. have Jake Corrick from the first season of Sci-Fi's Jim Henson's Creature Shop Challenge, and we're really excited that he's here. Hey, Yay. Jake. Hey, guys. How are you? Great. Doing phenomenal. How are, are you doing? Good, good. It's good to be here. That was a really good yeah. intro, Julia. You can do them from now on. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, as everyone who's seen the show knows, Jake, you were a contestant on the show. You, um, I believe you were the fourth runner-up, actually. Yep, I was uh, out one episode before the finale. And yeah. you were also on the finale, so you got to be in the entire season, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I got to help my friend Ben make some really cool stuff. Uh, he was in the final three, and I was on his team, so that was a really cool opportunity to kind of bring everyone back and let everyone get that one last chance to show their work. Yeah, I That's love that. I love that they did that because I mean, you don't. I mean, I don't really watch uh, reality TV all that much. Me neither. Uh, yeah. Competition shows. That's my brother's thing. It's not mine. He was really excited about it. I was like, okay, well, I do want to watch this. Um, but he, uh, I mean, like that doesn't happen usually. You don't, you know really bring back all the other people and get to do like a, a team effort and that whole that whole series very much seemed like a team effort which i really liked yeah definitely it definitely was that type of environment. I mean, of course it was competitive because it is a competition, but right. everyone was so ready to help each other and so ready to uh share knowledge and and really like push each other artistically in that setting, which is what it should be. It's what it should be about. Yeah, and i and i like that they stressed that that was you know, if you didn't have teamwork, then that was, you know, then you weren't really going to pull through all that. I mean, much, the Henson you know? Company the Henson Company has always had such a reputation about being sort of um, friendly and, and everything that they do is always has so much personality, so this show couldn't be any different. Right. Absolutely. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, I guess we can just delve into some questions then, um, if I can find them. So, um... Jake, just you personally, how did you start, you know, building creatures and puppets, and how did you yourself kind of get into this career profession, I guess? Um, I've always been kind of a monster kid. I grew up watching all the old Universal Horror movie monsters and uh, Godzilla and all that great stuff, and that eventually led to me uh, sort of wanting to make my own films, and I, you know, immediately have an interest in monsters, so I've got to learn how to make my own, right? So uh, it all started out with that, and uh, I've always had like a, a lifelong uh, love of action figures and, and toys and things like that. So I originally wanted to be a sculptor in the action figure industry, but a lot of that is done digitally now. And that's something that I, I'm, I'm learning, but I'm a traditional sculptor. I like clay. I like the feel of it in my hands and everything. So special effects and sculpting just comes naturally for that. Yeah, you knocked out some fantastic molds in that. Yeah, like, your your sculpting ability is absolutely <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Thank you. It's taken a long time and a lot of practice. I bet, yeah. Um, and then, so for getting on the show, how exactly was the application process? Did you hear about it through word of mouth or what online or um, just how did you get about to auditioning? And then what was the actual audition process to get on the show like? Um, the application process is pretty intensive in, in every step of the way. Um, I heard about it online. I saw a flyer that was actually for an untitled creature show. Wow. And um, I sent in for that, having no clue that it was associated with Henson whatsoever. And when I found, you know, I got through all the different stages and all the different interviews and all that stuff. And I finally found out, you know, this is a show that's going to take place at the Jim Henson Creature Shop. And yeah, that so was like... immediately a push for me to get there even more. 
So like you didn't go to one of the auditions and the Brian was just sitting there and just like all these oh, colored no, drawings no, no. from your it face. Oh no, no, kept so under wraps until <laughs> until we were allowed to know. That's awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah, because like it, you know, if if they let it be known too soon, it could probably get a little hectic. I would think. Yeah, absolutely. So and then for actually, what? yeah, what was the audition? <laughs> Sorry, we were asking the same question at the same time. Um, what did you actually have to do for the audition? There was a lot of uh, intensive interviews with um, with different people and everything, and, and just a lot of uh, proving that you can do this kind of work and proving that your skill set is up to par with what the show is going to demand without giving away too much of what the show actually is and what the show is going to entail. So it was, uh, it was definitely intensive and definitely exhausting to do the the whole process but it's so worth it in the end when you find out you know you get to call hey i'm going to be on the show i you know i i was picked one of 10 out of you know thousands of people that have applied wow. so yeah. all that work is absolutely worth it when you find out that you get to go definitely yeah especially when you end up being you know the last of the four <laughs> that's crazy that's so which awesome. which was your favorite challenge that you got to do, or your favorite cre- creature of um, yours? Not anybody both, else. Same <laughs> for me. Uh, my favorite my favorite challenge was episode four, the heads up challenge, where we had to create oh. the uh, the cut off creature's head. Yeah, on the that was mine too. <laughs> it was such a good challenge because it was the first singles challenge, so it was our first time to really show everyone what we could do on our own and what our strongest skill sets were. But it was also a really good challenge because I I never really felt overwhelmed in that challenge. It was, um, you know, even though it was still a ton of work, it was a very manageable size piece. It wasn't, you know, create a whole full body creature by yourself. Right. It you was can, take, you take this particular image and create a creature around it. So you really had a lot of, a, a lot of time to detail and focus on those things that are so important when you have to see something in close up. Yeah. That was my, I was going to say, like, that was my favorite one that you did in particular. Was that, that was a really, yeah. really good mount. I liked that <laughs> challenge a lot, and I also liked the, like, swamp creature challenge yeah. as well. I was going to say that, too. <laughs> uh, we were really excited about that one. That was actually the first time that we had ever gotten to see the set being built. Um, you know, they took yeah. us to the soundstage and showed us the, the set being constructed. And that's, they could have made a show another show about the yeah. people that built the sets because they did it just as fast as we were working and always with incredible results. Yeah, and I feel like, like, yeah, so you could, you know, make a whole show about, like, the sets and stuff. And I feel like that you could have done that with, like, from the puppeteers' experience, too, that they come in and they get to, you know, look at these creatures that you guys built and then get to actually figure it out and work with you guys because, you know, we don't really see a whole lot of that going on anymore for the behind the scenes stuff. Um, Absolutely. And, yeah. and being able to work with the with the puppeteers was something that, you know, it was a question in all of our heads when we had first gotten on the show was like, oh, you know, who's gonna puppeteer these things? Is it always gonna be us? Are we gonna have puppeteers assigned yeah. to us? It was a huge question and, and it was answered in such a good way because those puppeteers are top notch. Those are Henson's mm-hmm. best. Those are people that have been working there for years and that have they've been characters that you would be familiar with. So when you hear that they're working, you know, something that you created and they're going to be puppeteering a puppet that you made, you know that they're going to bring that level of professionalism and that level of I know what I'm doing and I do it well right. to your creature no matter what it is. So it was always great to be able to rely on the puppeteers and they were 
such a good source of ideas and information. When you got on set, there was such a feeling that, you know, they were just as excited to do this as you were. Yeah, so that so that kind of ties in. Have you kept in touch with any of your fellow contestants or you like the puppeteers as well? Or, yeah, anyone who was involved with the show. Yeah. Absolutely. We've become, you know, quite quite the little family since the show. Everyone everyone keeps in touch really well, and um, I'm actually going to Los Angeles for a convention in September and staying with Robert. Oh, and just, oh. um, you know, everyone is, uh, you know, really, really uh, keeping in touch. And we were all good friends over that time. It was definitely a, a good environment to be in and really kind of fostered the creativity that the show should have instead of yeah. focusing on, you know, I'm going to win, I'm going to win. We were all just right. kind of like, oh, well, I'm here yeah. to become a better artist. And, like, that's and that's why I don't watch reality shows and competition shows because they seem to be like that a lot. And that's what I was dreading. I'm like, please yeah. don't let this be like that and it wasn't and i was so happy <laughs> yeah no the atmosphere of the show definitely was different than any reality show everyone just got along really well and you see people like giving out compliments to each other and giving advice during and builds which, each other, yeah. yeah which is astounding and amazing so definitely yeah, we, were, um, we were constantly walking around and looking at each other's work and asking questions and and observing each other's techniques because there, you know, with with this kind of show and with this kind of work, doing animatronics and all that stuff, you need a wide variety of skill sets. It, it's not like we're everyone in the room is a sculptor, everyone in the room is a painter. There, you know, everyone's got their own little thing that they're really good at, and have all these tricks and tips that they can give you. So we really just tried to learn as much as we could from each other, and and pick up on all the little things that everyone knew, so that we could all further ourselves and and have a better shot at this right and i know and i liked when i that was like always really one of my favorite parts is when just you know somebody would wander over to somebody else's work and be like oh that's really neat and just be really impressed with the other person because mm-hmm. you know that doesn't help that doesn't work on any you know cooking shows or anything like they don't do that mess. no not at all <laughs> but it's it's so hard not to be impressed and blown away because you know this is what we all love special effects and sculpting and and to put everyone in the same room together, our natural instinct is just to start sharing and to start yeah. and to start looking at each other's artwork and and really pushing each other. Because Muppet fans are just good people like that. That's what it is. <laughs> so when you actually sat down and got to watch the episodes of the show, did you find that what you saw on television was faithful to your actual experience, or did you think that? Maybe was anything tweaked just a little bit for the audience? Um, just kind of what was your perception when you actually finally got to see the result of all of that hard work? The show really captures the environment that we were in. It really, really shows the experience that we had and, and the, uh, the attitude of everyone around us. And, and if, if you could see it on TV, even the attitude of the crew members, the sound guys, the cameramen, everybody was just excited to be there. And they, and they knew that what we were doing was something that's really cool. So it was really infectious. There was like this constant wave of inspiration the whole time. And I definitely got that watching it on TV later. Uh, it definitely felt like the same experience. And, and there were a lot of moments when, I, when they happened as we were filming them, I thought, hey, that's probably going to be on TV. And, and a lot of them were. <laughs> so okay, so kind of off from that, what was something that didn't make it, maybe, that you oh, wish had? Um, like a lot not, more... not without like you know overstepping your, you know whatever 
you have the other side. A lot right? of people <laughs> on power sliding across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was uh, there was a lot of goofiness and and a lot of stuff that that would have made for really funny really funny shots if they had the time to include that stuff. Oh. It was just constant constant goofing around and you know there are all these great costumes around and. Um, you know, funny, funny eyes that we would mess with and just all this stuff that, that we really had fun making and really had fun playing with. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of shots of us power sliding into the shop. So <laughs> That's wonderful. Awesome. Oh my God. It's kind of like, I'm just picturing like everybody, like the, that scene from the breakfast club when they're all running away from the principal, <laughs> running down the hall and the whole group just power slides down and then stops and runs back. That's a really good image, Shane. Thank you for that. <laughs> of course. That's awesome. So with this whole experience, um, Laura and I are quite big fans of Brian Henson. Laura probably a bit more than me. Um, and um, with Brian and all the other judges, we, in comparing them to other reality shows, we noticed that they're just really kind, I guess is the best way to put it. They're really encouraging. They They obviously give out a bit of critique and maybe even some constructive criticism, but all of it is really constructive and all very positive, and you don't get that on a ton of other reality shows, so... Yeah, they were taking notes. Like, nobody takes notes. They just watch you, and they judge you, and then they say they something like sassy horrible. Remarks. Yeah, but Brian was, like, concentrating and writing stuff down on his little yellow pad, and I was like, he's really, really paying attention, although he was looking to hire these people for his business, so I guess he was... True. So did you find that just the judges and the way that they interacted with you and the other contestants made the experience better? Um, how did you feel that kind of made the whole yeah, experience in general, I guess? Just kind of what was your, and I guess, I don't know, your experience with the there judges was, in general? Yeah, there was an interview with Kirk Thatcher, and I said, he said, like, we're all Paula Abduls, you know, none of us were. <laughs> and I, I found that was, that was mostly true. I think they gave better constructive criticism than Paula Abdul had, but, you know, they, were, they all seemed quite nice to me. There's definitely like a, a level of immediate respect that everyone on the show had for every one of those judges. So it was immediately in our best interest to to try to make sure that we could get good critiques out of them and make sure that we were presenting them with work that was able to be critiqued and work that was good enough to deserve the accolades that they would give it. So there was never, in my opinion, there was never a bad piece created on the show. There was never mm-hmm. a, a piece that was just plain out bad, that they would have to rip apart. So I think that we made it easy on the judges to some degree, (laughs) but they definitely, their critiques were always so on point. Stuff that that you would think in the back of your head and you would just let it go. You would think, okay, no one will notice, no one will notice, and and they notice. They totally pull on it every time, and they will call you out on every little thing that you forgot to do, every little thing that you didn't think of. It's such it's such a crazy way to create in that short time limit because if you have an idea, you either have to run with it and make it or drop it completely. There's no time to like weigh it out and no time to maybe like test it or anything. So you either have to accept it and make it or drop the idea completely. Right. So when it comes to judging, there were oftentimes ideas that that could have been cooler given another, you know, couple hours or another day, but they were almost like sketches of a good idea. And yeah. the judges would, would call us out on it all the time about making sure that our characters' eyes met the gaze of the viewer and that things were facing forward and that uh, everything worked. That was the biggest thing for the judges, was that this creature could function and that it could do what it had to do. Yeah, so I, I kind of like hope if they do a second season um, that 
I don't know, like, they, the contestants could get a little bit more time. Because, I mean, well, three days, I mean, the stuff you guys did was amazing. Um, like, if that's what you guys can do in three days, like, give them a week. And, you know. Absolutely. And when you, hear, when you hear three days, I think, I think a lot of people misconceive this about reality shows. When you hear a three-day challenge or a two-day challenge, it's not as much as you can work in two or three days. Right, you're not working dust to dawn. Right, you've got like a maybe an eight hour or a ten hour work day, which is oh, a lot. But yeah. for this kind of for this kind of work, thirty hours is nothing, you know, in a three hour work session. Yeah, no, I remember like some of the competitions. They're like, you have two days, and I was just like, <laughs> oh my god, they have to create something in two days. And then what we you were guys, thinking the same thing. Yeah, but what you guys created was absolutely amazing, and I'm like, well, I could never do anything like that. And then you'd all be judged, and I'm like, how can you send someone home? They're all so talented. <laughs> there was this, uh, there was this awesome camaraderie among the contestants when, when the end of a challenge would come, when we would finish something, and everyone would kind of stand back and look at their finished piece. There was this awesome sense of like, I can't believe we just did this in two days, yeah. three days. Um, always, every challenge, everybody was constantly like just so so blown away with the amount of work that they were able to pull off that it just kept you going. It kept you wanting to see what you could add to it next week and how you could manage your time better the next challenge. Yeah, no, I mean, you guys deserve to feel accomplished over that stuff. I mean, I can't, I can't do that mess. <laughs> so my, we, we our have... last question yeah. from us is um, what products do you have coming up? I just recently finished a big project with the Zach Brown Band. I uh, I created and designed masks for their encore show, and oh, they nice. have this whole awesome Day of the Dead theme that they're working with. So I got to really create some cool stuff for that. Um, but other than that, I'm just going to be uh, finishing my last semester of college, doing a little bit of teaching, and uh, just you know still keep sculpting, keep working. So awesome. Well, we've got um, just a few questions from people that sent them in, and we'll just cover those really quickly. Um, so James Whitehead on Facebook asked, Hey, Jake, what's your favorite non-Creature Shop Jim Henson production, as in something Muppetational? Definitely probably the, the very first Muppet Christmas movie. Yeah. Has to be, has to be the my favorite. Muppet, well, okay, well, that's a couple of them. <laughs> the Muppet, Muppet Family Christmas, well, I think, like, Emmett Otter was technically their first. Like, or Muppet Christmas Carol. Muppet Christmas Carol. That's okay. definitely the, the very yeah. the very first one of my favorite one for sure. That's a good one. It's also Ricky Gervais's favorite one, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm in nice. good company then. Yeah. There you go. Um, Carolyn Wisner on Facebook asked, what was your upbringing like? Was your family always supportive of your passion? Um, I grew up in a, a small, single-parent, low-income family, but I always had a really encouraging um, influence out of my mom. She always pushed me to explore the things that I was interested in and made sure that I had the the ability to do so and, and really kind of delve more deeply into things than on a surface level. So when I first started exploring art and sculpting and everything, there was always clay to play with. There was always, you know, things to explore it and, and to see if it's something that I was really interested in. And this definitely was. So uh, I always had encouragement creatively and artistically and that's something I'm extremely thankful for. Yeah. Your mom sounds great. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> um uh, yeah, so uh Timothy Deal from Twitter asked, um, did you actually film interviews during the build days or were they filmed at a later time? 
I'm not totally sure how much I can talk about that, but <laughs> I will say there was um, we did an interview every day, yeah, and then had um, an entire day that was just interview. We everyone did one kind of bigger, long recap interview. Yeah, that makes sense. You can kind of tell because especially if you were wearing the same clothes that you're wearing when you're building. Absolutely, yeah. You can, there there are some tell. secrets to it. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think that's kind of how it goes with most reality shows where yeah, it's it's sort of a general formula as to, you know, when can we get these guys out of the shop and and not interrupt their process? Exactly, because, I mean, you can't be being interviewed all day when you're supposed to be building because then that takes up so much time. Right. Sometimes it's a a much needed break, though. That's a good point. Very true. (laughs) Awesome. Well, you want one last question? Okay, yeah. And, uh, Again, from Twitter, Muppet Fan Problems asks, uh, Tina copped a lot of criticism online in the first two weeks. Having been there, do you think she was portrayed poorly on TV? Um, I think that she didn't get the opportunity to show her true artistic sensibility right off the bat. Yeah. And I think that that threw her off a little bit as far as, you know, coming into the whole thing, trying to show what you're best at. Yeah. I think that there was, like, a feeling of trying to do too much, in a sense. But Tina's pretty incredible. She is a, a, a really a fantastic artist. I've never seen anybody be able to pick up uh, a set of markers and do what she can do in <laughs> ten minutes. Yeah, I, I mean, think, I, I, mean cause I think the whole, like, Tina and Russ thing, I mean, I think that was, like, butting heads a little and then just trying to amp up that kind of drama, I think. Yeah, because there, like, there wasn't... I mean, when you, when you put creative people in a situation like that under that kind of stress, there's always going to be something that happens, and there's always going to be someone that doesn't agree because you have to, like I said earlier, make those split-second decisions about whether to keep something or throw it away. Yeah. And, you know, as, as a creative person, you get attached to ideas. Especially, attached to yeah, yeah, especially people that, that like to be, you know, because I think, I think with Tina and Ross, I think the thing is that they might have been, like, a little too similar so that's why they butt heads. That's why like a lot of people. Absolutely, that's about definitely. I think yeah, I think that she. I think Tina got a lot of like slack just because of. So I mean, not not that they kind of bent it that way to do that, but what was going on, I guess. But I will say that that Tina got her moment uh, when we all came back for the uh, for the very last episode to help yeah. Ben. Mm-hmm. Tina fabricated. She did so much work. She made the all the feet like she the entire feet for that character. She made all of the wardrobe. Uh, hand-sewn wardrobe and everything she really really took the job and knocked it out of the park yeah. so you definitely got to to show off a little in that last episode because the work that she did was just mind-blowing to watch come together yeah that's true that's what i really liked about the last episode because also um i think Chaz was the first person who got eliminated on the show right. and yes. so we didn't really get to see him at all and it's not that his first creation his only creation on the show wasn't great but you know it did kind of um, falter a bit, so it was really awesome to see him come back and then do all this amazing work helping out Melissa's team. And absolutely, that, he really, yeah. uh, he really, really took it and ran with it. We were in the shop that day, and he would just kind of like look up and show me that the drink that he was making, the elixir for <laughs> oh, her yeah. character, yeah. and it looked so cool. It looked like he pulled it right <laughs> off a movie set, and just such a cool prop, and it, it really had a lot of finish to it. And uh, Chaz is a, an incredible artist that I'll actually be working on some projects with soon. We really, uh, he was my roommate in the cast house, so we really kind of, uh, you know, got to bond oh. over that experience. So uh, definitely some work coming from us in the near future. Oh, that's so cool. So, okay, so, I, like, not just one kind of extra thing. Since you mentioned a cast house, 
So what was the deal? Like, how did they set you guys up? Um, we stayed in a house that was um, just kind of a central location to everywhere that we needed to be, and it was, you know, two to a room and everything, but there was never any house drama. There was yeah. never any cameras I in the house. I believe it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's good, because the, the, it's not about, I mean, the the show wasn't about, you know, it's not freaking Big Brother, it's about the work that you guys can do. Exactly. And that kind of and so that's cool, but I mean, that's neat that you guys kind of got to hang out a little bit more, and then and yeah. bond, and probably talk about your projects and stuff a little bit. And that says yeah. a lot about the camaraderie on the show, too. Absolutely. It, it says a lot about it. We definitely, uh, we definitely all became a family over the experience, and you know, when we first got there, there was definitely this, like, kind of guarded, like, you know, I'm going to win, I'm going to win kind of feeling. But, you yeah. know, as it went on and as everyone got to know each other, it was like, man, everyone here is just such a cool artist. And and there was such a cool, like, sense that nobody really did the same kind of work. Like, nobody had extremely similar styles. So there right. wasn't, like, you know, oh, he's better at this than me, she's better at that than me. It was always constantly, you know, like, wow, that person's really good at that. What can I learn from them? What can what can I take away from this whole thing artistically? Yeah, I never really felt, when watching the show, I never felt that it was all about the job or getting the job. It was about the experience that you guys took away from it. You know, Absolutely, even, and that's even what people, it should be about. Yeah, getting eliminated early, it was like, well, that this is like a once-in-a-lifetime type of thing, and I think you guys really reflected your um, gratitude towards it as well. Yeah, when else are you going to get to see the creature shop? You know, when right? else are you going to get to see the, the maquettes for where the wild things are and and to have your work critiqued by Pete Brooke and all that good stuff? So, yeah. I mean, we were incredibly grateful, and, and we just knew what, what a resource we had. And we definitely tried to take away everything we could from it. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that's that's all we have for questions, so I guess that's pretty much everything. You want to you ask us some questions? we got a time. <laughs> Turn the tables. So it was awesome. really fun talking to you, Jay. Thank you thank so, you. so much. Oh, you guys awesome. do, absolutely. Thank you. And awesome. 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 Well, best Keep of luck. Keep it guys. Talk to you yeah. soon. Definitely. Right. Thank you so much. Bye, Bye. Jake. Bye, Jake. Yay. That was cool. Yay. Was okay. Fun. Do you just want to record our bit now? Uh, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> yeah, m- might as well. So we, might as well. Screw it. We can just start with that because I, I did an okay intro and now we can be like ah we interviewed jake it's so awesome <laughs> and then we, we can just be like jake. it's a man <laughs> so you sound um, like the target lady <laughs> exactly exactly what i was going for okay um yeah and we can i mean briefly just be like ah what did you think of the show i thought it was cool what did you think <laughs> it was so cool let's yeah. answer some questions and then wrap it up yeah <coughs> oh, yeah, and then do the other ones, too. Cool. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Joe and Ryan are talking. I might just leave that in there. Hi, this is Joe Hennis from ToughPigs.com, a website for Muppet fans who grew up. And you're listening to Frog Kissin', an official Tough Pigs podcast. Yay, we just had Jake on the show. <coughs> yeah, that was funny. He was really nice. He was so nice, and... Okay, so we had, yeah, some, like, mic and camera and stuff problems today, and we already had to reschedule a couple times, so he was so so nice and, like, so relaxed about everything, and I'm really happy he came on the show. Yay. All right, so let's get to some questions about Creature Shop and maybe... Okay, um, let's see. 
Anthony Thompson on Facebook asked, who's your favorite and least favorite creature designer? Um, I'm not saying this just because we had Jake on the show, but Jake is actually probably was my favorite favorite. one on the show. It was Jake and Melissa. Jake and Melissa. Yeah, Jake and Melissa. Those were the two I was pretty much reading from day one. Like, Melissa, I think, out of everybody, like, I personally think she grew the most. You saw so much growth throughout the entire series. Yeah. And just from, like, episode one, Jake was a really, you know, relaxed, like, really, like, nice guy. So, I don't know. And he also looks a lot like my friend Jeffrey from college. (laughs) I was going to say he's got, like, a friendly Seth Rogen quality. I can see that, yeah. Yeah. Who's your favorite contestant? Um, Yeah, I was going to say Melissa or Jake. Really. Fair enough. As for, I didn't really have a least favorite designer. Not really. I mean, like, yeah, based on, like, their work. Um, yeah. <clears throat> there were some projects that I really didn't like that some people turned out with, and I was like, ooh, really? You're going with that? But, I mean, not overall, really. Everybody did, like, some amazing stuff. Everyone was super talented. Yeah. And in the future, we might interview some more people, so maybe we should just not say least favorite, even if we do have one. So that might be nice. I liked, I liked everybody on the show. Yeah. Everybody exactly. was great. Yeah. No, but they were, though, for real. James Whitehead on Facebook asked, what would you guys like to see in season two? More recognition for the puppeteers that help the designers perform their creatures would be nice. Uh, um, Yeah. Yeah. I did not. Eat, I think God, I can. I can never pronounce his name, his first name correctly, and he says it in a video. But um, Sissy from he did. Uh, he was like Michelangelo in the second Ninja Turtles. Oh. But yeah, he was the one. He was the guy in the um, the floor creature thing that like I think was like one of the first things. And like, okay, he, he was getting like super hot and couldn't breathe and had to get out. I think Brian's he was like, like yeah, let him out of there. And I didn't even Those... recognize him. Chaz and Roberts, I think, design. Yeah, um, yeah I personally didn't recognize any of the puppet performers, but I bet you if they had interviewed them and been like, this is so-and-so, and they were in this and this, I would have been like, oh, shit, that person's awesome. Yeah, I wish they would have gotten, like, an initial, at least, and there's there's a YouTube video that has everybody's names, and they talk about their experience and stuff, which is great. And I think oh, I haven't seen that. But I'll have to post it on, on our podcast one. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, only, the only person I recognized was uh, Drew Massey because his big baby blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously the show's focusing on, like, the build and the um, creators, which, you know, that should definitely be the focus. But, you know, I think it wouldn't hurt, you know. At least a name across episode. the screen. That's yeah. All, which I'm surprised. I would, I'm, I'm really surprised they didn't do at least that. That would have been cool. Hopefully. Maybe next season. Um, otherwise... I'm trying to think if there was anything else about the show that I really wanted to change for the next season. Um, the the super it was super formulaic towards the, yeah. the judging. When because like, you knew exactly when the commercial break was coming, you knew exactly when Brian was gonna like, take that super long pause. And so like me and me and my brother are watching it, and we're like, I wonder how long that pause really is. So if, like Brian's like about to say something. And then they pause, but everybody, like, the camera crew's just, like, getting some water or something, and we're just have the camera going, and it's, like, actually a still shot. I mean, how long is that pause really going on? They That's fair. stuff in between, yeah. Well, because I wrote the review for um, Creature Shop Challenge for Tough right. Pig. because I did. And I, <laughs> I filled in. <laughs> um, yeah. 
but um, basically, yeah, I, I mentioned how not even just like that pause and the commercial breaks, but it was all very formula- formulaic, especially for the judging. Like Brian would always like say the sa- a couple of the same lines every episode, like "Okay, I think we're all in agreement" or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I was like, "Okay, I mean, obviously you need to transition back, but you can you can always change it up." So yeah, like I imagine there's somebody like a director, whoever, that's right out there and like, "Okay, Brian." Say that again. Can you be a little bit meaner? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, you know, I don't know how to be mean. Again. Yeah, really. <laughs> I'm Brian Henson. <laughs> I thought the show worked as a whole, so. Yeah, I mean, it worked really well, but there's some things that are just like, do you have to point at the people when you're telling them to leave, Brian? That's kind of harsh, you know. Almost <laughs> oh, being eliminated. Just do like eeny meeny miny moe. That seems less harsh, you know. <laughs> Okay, so this is my favorite question we got sent in. Ben, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, as always, Sin Cora on Cora. Facebook. His only, the only words in this question are Kirk Thatcher's hats, question mark. <laughs> and my response is yes. yes. I want to steal that hat collection. Definitely, yes. It made me really want to go and buy a top hat. He he wore hats when he was watching the show. Did you not see his live tweets? <laughs> he like wore a fez for the premiere. Did he really? Yeah, he was That's... watching it. Like Gigi and him were in the same place, and he was wearing a, a leopard print fez or something like that. <laughs> That's I didn't even know there were leopard print fezes. Oh my god! I well, Kirk Thatcher's got him. So <laughs> I'm just gonna. Message yeah. him and be like, tell me where you buy all your hats, because I want to be your hat twin. <laughs> and then Ben also asked, what was your favorite creature be- brief? Oh, um, as in the sum up of the creatures? Yeah, like maybe like the challenge that was set before them. I, really I mean, liked... I love... What? Which one did you love? You I, liked... I, I really liked the Dark Crystal one. I was super excited about that. Me too, and I just rewatched Dark Crystal recently, and I liked it more than I remember. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I thought that was a really good one. Don't mind me, I'm plugging in my laptop as I talk. <laughs> um, I liked that one a lot, obviously because it had ties in with you know something the Jim Henson Company's done before. Yeah, and I I loved the last one as well with the um, three the travelers. Tavern, yeah. yeah, that one. Um, that was really good. And I really liked that because it was super like creative, and that was where the like for the first time the creatures actually got to really interact with each other. Yeah, which same. Really, which you gotta we didn't see, really them. see before. Before it was like even with the swamp thing, they were all in one set, or the 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 head mount one, they were all in one set, but they didn't interact. They were just kind no, of like yeah, they interacted with Donald Faison. Yeah, or you know, but I mean, like still in the same place, they were kind of on their own. But then with the the third, the last one, they got to really interact, and you got to see like some good inter interaction acting between That's true. Like, the puppeteers and everything. Yeah. Same. What's the next question? Yeah. Um, well, that's all for questions about Jim Henson Creature Shop Challenge. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we can yeah. answer a few off-topic questions as usual. Yeah. Um, the, <clears throat> so Ben, a different Ben, I guess, maybe, from Tumblr, says, why do you have a strange obsession for Steve Whitmire? And my question to you, Ben, is why don't you? That's my, that's, resp- that's my answer. I have two answers. Number one, voice. Number two, Hair. Number, <laughs> oh, and number three, number three, face. And number four, hair. Hair. Yeah, just, yeah number four, Steve. And Steve, <laughs> number five, Steve. In general. Just, I don't know, he's a really sweet guy also, and he's just really talented, and I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stop there. 
Yeah, I said I told you I was gonna keep it short, and I did. And you're you're the one that's about yeah, to go off on the. Yeah, I'm I'm rambly. Okay, we'll move on. We'll move on. Um, Penn Draken from Tumblr asked, "Should I be worried that I can no longer do impressions except Constantine? I try to do other voices, but it always changes into Constantine <coughs> every single time." I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, it's like when you go and you talk about the movies and the Kermit the Frog. I don't. I mean. You just that just happens naturally. You sound Very more natural. like you sound more like Tina Fey than Constantine. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's okay. I can't do either of them. Yeah, I just do that. Like I do that at work now. I'm just more bits. More bits. Yeah. I love small, him. I also love Constantine. I love Constantine's impressions of other people. Have you seen that interview where he's yeah. doing? Impressions of like Kermit and the host, and then Ricky Gervais. <laughs> He's and like, Ricky I'm Gervais. Ricky Gervais. I don't believe in anything. I believe in nothing. <laughs> I believe in that... Yeah, I. I mean, that is like that's probably my favorite thing that has come out of Muppets Most Wanted is Ricky Gervais with any other Muppet at any given time. Oh, but I especially love him with Constantine because it makes him so happy and he just laughs the entire I know, time. And he just stares at that frog and just laughs. It's so, it's so great. If you don't like Ricky Gervais, I don't like you. That's my new thing. I'm out of coffee. Well, we just have one more question. Then you can go get yourself. Actually, I have two, coffee. but because you don't have this, oh. this other one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll read this one. Then you can read the last one. Okay. Um, this is actually uh, a, this is actually a friend of mine that I know, so I know who it is. But you don't know who it is, and she kind of wanted to oh. keep it that way, so nobody else knew who she was either. But it's from Tumblr. <laughs> anyway, okay, well, for me, it's an anonymous person. I guess Laura has the inside have, information, so whatever. <laughs> um, so your uh, supposedly your friend asked, hey, I just wanted to say thank you for making your Muppet blog as well as the podcast blog too. My life's been kind of crappy lately, and both never fail to make me smile when I feel like crying. Thankfully, my papa is now cancer-free, and it's just one less thing weighing on my mind. So yeah, thank you. Which is incredibly sweet and wonderful, and I'm glad that we actually are... Our weird effort of talking about Muppets nonstop actually makes someone's life a little bit better. I know that's. I mean, because that like, because I knew like I know who she is, right? Yeah. And um, she she sent me a thing, and I was like, <clears throat> I was like, can we read this on the? She sent me that message, and I was like, can we read this on the podcast? Because I really want Julia to hear it. And she was like, yeah, but just you know, make sure it's anonymous. I don't want my name attached to it or anything. So, but I mean, that was. <laughs> That was really amazing. I mean, just the, the she would say something like that for a podcast that has five episodes, and for you know like a, a blog that basically just you know puts pictures up and videos from time to time. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. And I mean, that's not really. I don't. I I feel like that's not on us. You know, I feel like that's that's on the Muppet community as a whole. Definitely, yeah, we could do that. So I got a, a, a different um, uh, message from, from Ashley, someone named Ashley Skulls and Sketches from Tumblr, and she sent it to my Muppet Tumblr, but it's for the podcast too, so. Yeah, yeah. She said, hey there, I just started listening to your podcast and I quite enjoy it, especially being that I am also a female Muppet fan in my late 20s. Woo! I've pretty much been obsessed since I was young and it's only gotten more intense in recent years possible Muppet tattoos in the works. You should talk to Julia, Ashley. She knows what's up. You um, should. <laughs> it's weird that I've only just discovered the Muppet 
mindset slash tough pigs and now you gals. But I'm so happy that I did. You guys rock and thanks for what you're for doing what you do. Now I don't feel completely weird about loving them so much because they are awesome people out there to share with. Smiley Aww. face, Ashley. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean that sounds a little bit like I mean, I guess I kind of fell away from the Muppets a bit when I was in my teens, but, yeah. you know, I came back to them when I was 20 yeah. and came back with a force to be reckoned, pretty I much. Think that, um, I think that really happened, like, that's something that a lot of people did, where they kind yeah. of, like, in their teens, they, they, like, probably still watched it and whatever, but they weren't obsessed into right. it, and then the internet happens, and then... Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome and sites like Talk Pigs and Muppet Central and Muppet Mindset are around that we can we can have that community experience now. And it's true. I was just talking to some friends, some of my like people that I actually see in real life about like the Muppet community online and how that's kind of the great thing about the internet because yeah. you know I don't know anyone in person who is as obsessed with the Muppets as I am. So it's mm-hmm. great that you're able to just go online and. At the click of a fi- with click of a button, you know you've got, you know, access to dozens upon dozens of people who share the same interests as you. And yeah. I mean, the Muppet community is just wonderful. Everyone in it is like really kind, and they're all really like smart and funny. And we're just nice, and we share stuff, and it's awesome. No, everyone, yeah. everyone. It's so I don't know. It's wonderful. I'm glad for Tough Pigs and everybody. And everybody. God blesses everyone. Cute. Sappy. <laughs> Love it Christmas Carol music, which is Jake's favorite. Yay. Yay. And that's the secret of frog kissing. And you can do it too if you just listen. Just slow down, turn around, bend down, and kiss you a frog.